Lights, camera, action. Hello and welcome to another edition of Movie Madness in association with Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Tom Kennett, Jack Harper and Sean Shoup. The matchup we'll be getting into this week is 2015's The Night Before against 2016's Office Christmas Party. Our penultimate festive episode. How is everyone doing today? Very well, thanks mate. Yourself? All good, all good. I mean... All work, no play at the moment. You know how it is. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, maybe you you not so much, but... You clown. You'll get there eventually. <laughs> so anyway. I kicked from the call just then, so I've not heard any of what you just said in the intro. It's so... <laughs> <We're talking laughs> a good job. The stuff talking about um, how hard I work, basically, and how little film right, does. Right, right. I thought there was some, uh, some laughter. No, that was at your expense, that's why that's ah. you were gone. <laughs> anyway, the night before Office Christmas Party, two of our two of the newer Christmas films, you don't get many that kind of stand the test of time these days. And judging by the critics' reviews, um, people would say that these two don't stand the test of time. <laughs> they have done for us, at least. It was five years this week that me, Jack and Sean went to the cinema to see this. Had that glowing feeling when you leave afterwards. A moment did of get enlightenment. Sh- Pardon? It was like a moment of enlightenment. It was like our own nutcracker ball. It was. And <laughs> we got Sean to take our picture beforehand without him being in it. So we even got a good Instagram picture to go alongside the occasion. <laughs> Don't want his photogenic self taken away from the rest of us. <laughs> Wasn't offending you, Sean. <laughs> and for those that know us... Um, I mean, no offence intended, but Jack, you squeezed into one of Scott D's Christmas jumpers, so it must have been a really enjoyable film to keep that on. <laughs> well, back then, I could have just made it work, whereas this time I was wearing it as a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, my mum always says each year, why don't you just uh, put the Christmas jumper in a wardrobe for next year? I have to say, well, the thing is, I, I don't think I'll be fitting into it next year, so... <laughs> Playing with fire, that isn't it? That's like exactly. a bet you know you're going to lose. Well, I don't like wearing jumpers and things anyway because I get too hot. So let alone a jumper, let alone a tight jumper. So the night before, then synopsis: On Christmas Eve, three lifelong friends spend the night in New York City looking for the Holy Grail of Christmas parties. So TK, this was your first time seeing the film. Did we hype it up too much for you? I was worried you might have, but uh, let's face it, with with the boys in this film, there was only so far you could sort of uh, go wrong with it, and it, it did live up to the hype, I will confirm. It's uh, an all-time great. <laughs> I, I thought it was strange when I was thinking about this earlier, that depending on literally like the genre of the film here, would say who the star of the film is, because outside of literally this film, Seth Rogen is could potentially be the third lead in the film rather than the leading guy. Yeah. Depending on yeah, what yeah. film you do with these three, Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is probably your main guy. And in the last couple of years, Ant- Anthony Mackie has been taken over. 
he's basically lived the life of his character in the night before because at a late stage his career's got really good. <laughs> what are you implying? What do you yeah. mean at a late stage? He was Popper Doc in Eight Mile back in about oh three. <laughs> and that's a legendary yeah. film. And I think this is probably this in the Marvel films. It's probably the first time I've seen him since. Pain and Gain he's great in. He he's got he's got a sneaky good um IMDB if you have a little look. I'll give that a little browse. Maybe. If I had to watch he'd probably be second after Seth Rogan, but even Seth Rogan when he's bad, he is bad. These three are like the Liverpool front three where someone would have a different argument for who's the most important each time. <laughs> yeah. Someone would come up with one. He's the Bobby then. He's the Bobby. He'd probably say Anthony Mackie in this case. He's Mr. Green, Jossa. <laughs> Mr. Green's Jürgen. I can imagine him doing that. <laughs> yeah, true. Putting strings. <laughs> i got some critics' reviews here for you, so... Funny and moving and destined to become a new off-the-wall holiday classic. So we start off well there. Um, I was going to say, I feel like you're setting us up for a fall here. <laughs> um, sometimes you just need a big, dumb comedy. Yeah. <laughs> the night I'll, before doesn't show... Oh, sorry. I was just Go about on. to say, going back to the one before, it said moving. I was like, I mean, is the person that watches never watched a Christmas film before? <laughs> this is moving. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's moved you've got Seth Rogen entering a challenging part in his life you've got Joseph Gordon-Levitt dealing with the loss of his parents this is a very moving film Anthony Mackie dealing with the side effects of steroid use yeah and all the benefits that it brings just wants to be accepted by the Messiah the night before doesn't shy from cliches quite the opposite it embraces them co-opting classic Christmas motifs and turning them into something completely its own. Yeah, I agree with that. The night before... Face. Sorry. Every time, you, you give a pause each time. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> you go, mate. You go. I'll save this. No, it's all right. Oh, all right. The night before is the dumb, run-of-the-mill humour we've come to expect from Rogan. And while it does offer the gift of a festive adult-only trip to the cinema, this is one present that will probably be in the bin by Boxing Day. Blimey. <laughs> Jeez. Whatever. It was light, at times stupid, entertaining, and I was never bored. Another backhander. There <laughs> it is. I wasn't bored. Is <laughs> to take us How back was the to last for you when I wasn't bored? <laughs> to take us back to last week, TKM. It's about as good as a very Howard and Kumar Christmas, which is to say not very, leaning all too heavily on drug use for comedy. Mental that in a stoner comedy that they would lean towards the <laughs> yeah. drug use. Get this person's name. Let's find if we can find him. <laughs> American pilot, too much on sex humour. <laughs> the people who made the trailers for the night before seem to have a better idea of what it should be than the people who made the movie. The trailers for this were great. Yeah, they were. It was one of those where you saw it in the cinema. It was back, that was back in prime cine team days as well. Yeah, exactly. Where you were like, right, we have to go and see that. They didn't show this in Gloucester either to venture out to Cheltenham. Oh, no. Give a bit of prestige to the occasion, even though their cinema is worse. Uh, the blending of the stoner bromance with the Christmas comedy works surprisingly well, layering gross-out humour with holiday sentimentality. Michael Shannon's name isn't on the movie poster, but the night before wouldn't be as memorable or funny without him. Yeah. Top, 
Top marks to Gillian Bell and Michael Shannon for briefly raising the overall tone before James Franco brings it right back down again. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. When when I actually look back on this, um, his character in this, and and I'm sure it's no coincidence, was literally when all of the scandals came out about him and his Instagram DMing. And so they've literally just done the caricature for him to ramp up here and be an absolute pest. Probably must probably put it nicely. To be fair. Um, what was I? In one or two more similar movies, time Rogan will be too old for you to get. Rogan will be too old for you to puff on this stuff anymore. So roll up and inhale where you still can. He's put an age restriction on the stoner comedy. Or just on Rogan. <laughs> I like the movie's conception of an inclusive holiday season in which Tracy Morgan can be Santa in which a mushroom-tripping man can chant in Hebrew during Midnight Mass, be instantly forgiven, what I didn't like was almost everything else. <laughs> so, a mixed bag. Mainly, you'd think it's appealed to the people that should like it, and it hasn't gone down well, got, hasn't gone down well with the people that shouldn't. I feel like you know what you get with a Rogan film, be it a Christmas film or any other film. It's going to be highly drug referenced silly humour I think he knows how to make films for the people that like his films well TK referenced him as far as his films go this is probably about as good of a cast as you're going to get even as they said in the side roles you've got like Michael Shannon yeah I mean you could compare the cast of Superbad but they weren't what they were at the time of being in it this is Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Joseph Gordon-Levitt, for example. Mm. So he's done well. There isn't much trivia, as I said. So, director Jonathan Levine revealed on Collider that a lot of the script's comedy was improvised and the dramatic moments were per, were per the written script, which he admitted was more like an outline guide and he just let the actors do their thing. I suppose when you know you've got that kind of Rogan playmaker role in this, you can kind of get away with that, can't you? Well, just we, know what comes out is going to be gold. As much as I'd assume you've listened to last week's podcast, just in case you haven't, we <laughs> did four Christmases last week, and apparently Reese Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn hated each other. And one of the reasons was that Reese Witherspoon didn't like that Vince wanted to improvise a lot and kind of go with, go where the scene goes rather than go line for line beforehand, and. In casting Vince Vaughn, it seems the same as when you cast some of the people in this film, that it would almost be a waste of your money if you're not going to let them just do what they want to. Yeah, it's like you wouldn't buy Messi and make him track that. It's just, yeah. you wouldn't do it. You, you want something between, like, Anchorman and, say, The Wedding Singer, where apparently they had a lot of improvisation there, so... Something like that, where you get the best of the improvisation and not just have your whole film relying on it, which obviously this doesn't. Some of the movie was filmed in August, so the cast said they felt really hot in the Christmas jumpers that they had to wear outdoors in summer. That would be my worst nightmare. (laughs) And as I said, the character James, played by James Franco, shares many of Franco's personal attributes that have been sensationalised by the media in the past. Sensationalised is a weird way of saying that he was accused of being a sex pest. (laughs) (laughs) they tried using the NPH formula from uh, Harold and Kumar 
calling in James, letting him do his thing. Really interesting is that he could have gone away with doing what MPA did. That really would have been testing it. Um, and a goof from the film, uh, when Ethan has dinner at Chris's mother's house, he dials a number on his iPhone and actually types it into the calculator app. I wonder how something like that happens. Like they're trying to save money and make sure they don't waste like the ten p credit of it connected. <laughs> There's that meme that went round, wasn't there? Is it like the Nelly and Kelly Rowland? Yeah, Where she's on Excel. Excel, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that is literally all the trivia you've got. I do have some points of consideration that I took down. Um, first of all, why is um, Chris? Eating out that bird in that dingy toilet. <laughs> why was that? Why was that necessary? Chris, because he's a pa- he's a passionate lover. That's why. <laughs> Saw that and I'll come on. Yeah, that that toilet is like even if that proposition was there, you'd look at that toilet and think, nah, not no not chance. It's like the ones the people that go and have sex in the festival portlo. Oh, when, troopers, like, absolutely when, troopers. When people come out of it and they say what they've just done, you're kind of like, that's not even worth praising because <laughs> I know that will have got. Like, you just look at them, it's like, it's not like, yeah, cool, it's, yeah, you have a problem. <laughs> Get out of my sight. <laughs> yeah, go and fucking wash your hands. If, if he had, like, a dime as well and this was, like, a non-negotiable, We'll maybe give him some leeway, but for the celebrity that he is supposedly in this film, she's done well for herself. Yeah. He thinks she's dressed like she's homeless as well. <laughs> he shouldn't be making these kind of sacrifices. The fact he's going to the Nutcracker Ball as well, so he's, he's literally taking the easy option at the start of the night. He's not even thought... I'm going to Nutcracker Ball later. <laughs> they probably have better standard of teams. He's not backed himself at all. Not at all. He's that's got to realise even a sport taken, player can do okay. I was about to say, that's why his football career has taken so long to <laughs> hit off. He just has no confidence within himself. Well, yeah, that, there's having no confidence and then there's doing that in a yeah, public exactly. toilet with her. But, she, she doesn't deserve these kind of privileges. The Packers <laughs> don't complain when Aaron Rodgers doesn't show up to pre-season practice. They let him turn up when he wants because they know what he offers. She could be Leslie Mann. It says a lot that it's probably the most legit shout we've had in a long time. <laughs> but not for me. The bar's been set too high from what it should have been. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I think she... <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm not getting into that. I think she, <laughs> she, she should be in if, if we're going to... My only problem would be the age. I don't want to be aged. The age, yeah. It seems really? like we were getting some older women in here. Yeah, really, you want to be. You need to be older. Yeah. I mean, Byron's ruling her out on fitness, though. That seems uh, that seems rash, very rash. <laughs> I don't know. If this is rash. I I put Gillian Bell in there ahead of her. <laughs> Jesus. And I'll say that with chest. <laughs> You're giving this woman some grief here. What? Maybe I'm just... Is it just the toilet situation that's putting you off? Is that shook you a bit? I think if 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 you stand her next to Gillian Bell, I, I think that's a fifty-fifty. Not if it's a tackle, it's not. <laughs> the Gillian Bell derby this week is on this. It is. Yeah. There's a couple of crossovers. Um, the guy who uh, is 
is, is Ethan's boss at the start is the guy that has the uh, mummy and daddy issues in I was office Christmas that, party. Yeah. I wasn't 100% sure, but I thought it might have been. Yeah, I uh, I thought it was, but did not want to go out on a limb on that. So just, <laughs> yeah. Just... yeah, it's 100% him. Thank you. That's that's fine, then. I've just clicked these pictures again. I, I think, if anything, you're being harsh on Gillian Bell. What? Well, look, she's... Maybe I don't want to be... You know, you're, you're, try, you're dragging me into a... You're putting me in a corner here. Gillian <laughs> Bell You put storm. yourself in that corner. I didn't, I didn't put myself in any corner. You were going out to bat for Gillian Bell, and you're making me having to slander her. <laughs> like, you're hearing your voice. You wanted to come out to bat. You couldn't I, find your pads, and you thought, I'm not risking this today. My shins, my shins are worth it. He's coming out to bat, but he's got his arm guard on. That's what, that's what that is. You're trying to get me to call Gillian Bell fat. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> All right? I just think this other woman, you are just being a bit harsh on. No. I've had a Google search. I've had a Google search. It's not like they've just kind of done her dirty in the film. What you see is what you get. Weirdly, model a lot of spandex as well, which wasn't needed. But anyway, I mean... Moving on from Byron being a misogynist. Well, I was thinking that women were probably not in their good books after Monday's podcast, so if anything, we should be a bit more of a charmer. Also, as I'm going to speak to Olivia Munn later, I don't want her hearing this first and judging Yeah, we won't want her being put off. Exactly. Um, And we do have uh, surely a certified entrant for the Rex Ryan Hall of Fame this week with Miley Cyrus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about it, isn't it? Has that been in your head all week since watching the film as well? What the song? Wrecking Ball. It was no. I weirdly liked that song when it came out as well. It was like, hey, it's true. You it can like, run to it. Not that I do much running. You can cry to it. Hopefully, I won't do too much crying. But <laughs> look, if I had to cry to a song, Wrecking Ball, I could see it. She's actually one of the best lines in the film as well, which will probably be later. The, the song got ruined for me ever since that, um, that Sam Allardyce meme of him <laughs> stood behind her. He came in like a record. That's all too much for me. I can't ever listen to the song again. Well, we need Clear a video my throat of... has been in my head more this week. Yeah. We need a video of some non-league team singing Wrecking Ball after winning like the Johnston's paint trophy, and we'll see if it holds up. <laughs> That's the test. Because they, really they had me all in on Adele. Yeah, that's it. They can get you to sing anything. So <laughs> if they can make Wrecking Ball work. Disappointed we couldn't get Connor to join in that time when we were going to do uh, The World's Greatest after Bill O'Ricky did it. And Jamie O'Hara. And your boy Paul Kincheski. Christ, was he there? Yeah. All the boys are there. I look at him a bit worse now that, now that I know he's been a part of that group. <laughs> that's one of the worst groups of people I've ever seen in one room. <laughs> that owner, legitimate, like, woke contender. <laughs> he was terrible, wasn't he? If they did, like, a South Park movie again, they had him next to Satan, I would not bat an <laughs> eyelid. <laughs> I love that you had a pork and chest on a bit of a pedestal prior to this, though. Oh, I, I had a bit of a thing with Fulham back in the day. Him and Charlton. Yeah. Fair enough. Then Fulham turned into a bogey team for us when uh, Brood Hangeland came along. And Bolton. 
Bolton, once Stelios had gone, then we were all right. <laughs> the night before then, rewatchability, what are we saying here? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think it's the fact that it's become into a Christmas tradition. This is the first year in ages that me and you haven't watched it together. Yeah. But kind of tests what rewatchability in itself. The fact I think I could actually rewatch it tonight. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say I could watch it next week, so yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty. I watched a couple of the scenes on, on the on today to so give me a refresher, like I don't know it, but give me a little boost. A little fluffer for you. Exactly. So you don't <laughs> recently found out what, what that was. <laughs> yeah. More of it scarred. Honestly, <laughs> what is it? Look, looking that up with something. What a job that is. It's, it's someone who's employed Jack for when uh, the, the bloke can't get it up to do his business on set. On a porn shoot. Wow. Uh, Keep up there, motivated. They're, they're in charge with uh, lifting yeah, the drawbridge. Wow, that's part of his job. Seems so odd that someone has to be employed. <laughs> Seems a waste of money to me, but look, fair enough. Keep, keep him in a little tent. Just click your fingers. Bring out to the that, how, are you, how are you getting out of that? Like, how are you getting into another job? Not unscathed. What's the progression pathway to him from that? Well, I guess. That's to having your own to... <laughs> Yeah, but if you're, not, if you're not bringing anything to the party, then that, it's a dead end thing. You, you can't be... <laughs> You're never going to be a star. Um, <laughs> if we go on to if we go on to the quotes, looking at my notes, I tried to be a bit more selective after listening back to the Step Brothers one that time. I actually don't have as many down as I usually do. So Isaac, when he gets his um, mug for the world's smallest cock, <laughs> says "new you knew" gets me every single time. <laughs> when um, when Joseph Gordon Levitt. Meets up with her, Gillian Bowne. He's like, "Oh my God, you look so big." <laughs> look, that's one of them where, if the person's fat, then fair enough. You probably shouldn't be greeting them like that. If they're pregnant, I really don't see the issue. Yeah, what are you expecting here? They know it. We know it. And I'm not sure they praise um, Anthony Mackie when he comes in. Saying, yeah, I didn't know you were pregnant till you turned sideways. I mean, is that everybody? Is that much better? Everybody knows he's what he's doing there. Is like, they know you're being a snake about it. It's, if he was to say, "Oh, you're all skinny," he's like, "Come on, come off it." Mm-hmm. When uh, when Mr. Green says, "Ethan, you and I both flawless," <laughs> the, way he, the way he delivers it is like, "I fell about." <laughs> Him discussing the intricacies of um, the the weed of Christmas present. And he said, well, wouldn't that be all weed? Then he's like, oh, no, only if it's Christmas. <laughs> he is a great character. <laughs> You've been such a rock throughout this whole pregnancy. You're like my Dwayne Johnson. I think one of my favourite ones has got to be, um, you got to stop calling me Miley Cyrus. He's like, well, what should I call you? Like, call me Hannah. Like, no, fucking <laughs> I think the most I laughed this time around was when... Um, Chris says to him, you need to check yourself. And he says, check myself before what? Before I wreck myself? <laughs> Chickadee, check myself before I really wreck myself? Still weird. Weirder. He looks fine. No, you, you don't. Look, you need to fucking check yourself before... Before... 
I wreck myself? Oh. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Jiggity check myself before I rickety wreck myself? Yes. How does that make someone feel? Right. To you be told to... that they might wreck themselves? You're not going to wreck yourself. You, you made him feel bad. Why don't you just leave him alone? No, I'm not. I mean, look, he's not mellow right, out. dude. Why mellow. don't you have some weed and mellow out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because, um, like, like you said, like every time I watch it, I forget one line. I laugh a bit more than I did the time before. And for me, it's right at the end when he's still tripping. Is I love you, dragon. <laughs> I love you, dragon, Betsy. <laughs> and, he t- and she like starts acting like the dragon is still tripping. And I know what's going through his head at that point. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, just stop. <laughs> I think the cocaine and mushrooms are acting poorly. <laughs> and then he says he's going to level it out with more mushrooms. <laughs> That whole thing of him trying to look more normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was brilliant. That monologue he... that he does to the camera on his phone about the baby. You should fucking push it, put it, put it in a basket, push it down a river. The truth will set you free. Hey, yo. This is a message for um, future Isaac from uh, current Isaac. And I have to tell you uh, to listen to me, because right now I have clarity. You should not be having this fucking baby. This baby's a mistake. The baby will ruin your life. You'll ruin the baby's life. And then the baby will fucking murder people. I don't know what you do at this point. But get rid of this fucking baby. Put it in a bag and leave it somewhere. Put it in a basket and push it down a fucking river. Fuck you, baby. Fuck your baby fucking little arms and your fucking chubby little baby fucking legs. Fuck you, baby. Fuck you. Cunt. <laughs> King Herod style. Yeah, literally. You've referenced King Herod far too much. You've got another thing with King Herod. <laughs> Flawless plan. <laughs> One of the things I picked up this time is when the first time they're going to speak to Mr. Green and he rings the payphone and Ethan says, don't touch that. People wipe their butts on those. What situation are you in when a, a corded payphone is what you're wiping with? And Outside why is that a common thing? Oh, that's a regular thing people are doing. I guess you, you would probably, if you were in desperate need of a shit and you're walking down the street, you'd probably go into a phone booth. Yeah, but he says they wipe with the phone. What else are you going to wipe with? If you're going to wipe with anything in there, it'd be the phone, wouldn't it? I'm not sure there's enough traction there. That's going to be... Like you're having a ghosty. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not ideal, sure, but you're praying for a one-way wonder on that. <laughs> um, oh well, um, when when she says, "My boy Hans Gruber died like this." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Right after saying, uh, "She home alone me." Yeah. I'm I'm seeing a girl with a huge vagina, which doesn't nearly have the same impact as what you just said. That was great chit chat amongst them. Who going? <laughs> Ugan, um, when he goes, I want to do your parents. She's going, please don't do my daddy. has very bad knees. <laughs> it's just classic Lizzie Catherine. It's just classic. <laughs> She's one of those celebrities who you can kind of believe when they almost don't want the fame that goes alongside it. They just want to make their films get in and get out. Like she has no social media at all. Yeah, that, I can completely believe she would be like that. Did, did try to contact her for an interview regarding a hot tub time machine. Slightly declined, so at least we got that. Her and Alexander Daddario, put them in the same, the same category. 
the same. She absolutely, she absolutely loves the. Yeah, the not fame. the social, not the social media side. Yeah. Because you know, her Instagram, she's probably disappointed with someone saying your eyes are amazing each time. She's just looking for those comments. <laughs> One like Maya Jama, where people did just seem to realise all at once that she was fit. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not sure anyone ever doubted that with Maya Jama, did they? It came out of nowhere in uh, in terms of being a thing once she broke up with Stormzy. Maybe everyone just thought they had a bit more of a chance now. Yeah, I think that's that's what it was because I don't I don't think there was any mystery to it prior. She did definitely glow up afterwards. Oh, she you know wearing less and going out more, wasn't it? <laughs> um, Betsy, when he's having the uh, Alan Partridge style flash forwards, <laughs> you heard me, young lady, pop your pussy. <laughs> yeah, that's down on my. Oh. I yeah. remember the first time I saw it, I was just like, "Oh God, I can't believe that's been said." <laughs> Mindy, when um, he's bleeding her drink, just <laughs> he's walking away, saying, "You're a fucked up person. You should not be a father." That is quite harsh in the scheme of this film. <laughs> he's bleeding her drink once, and she's saying, "You should not be a father." She's got quite a trained tongue as well to be able to taste it straight away. Well, she said copper. It tastes yeah. like copper. <laughs> Train tongue, there's this blood in a drink. <laughs> I've got, um, when he's realised it's not his phone and um, he's in <laughs> the mum's yeah. apartment. And he's like, man, I guess that settles it. I think is sucking his first dick tonight. <laughs> I'm going to need some more headshots. A dick? Someone named James. His name's in my phone. I must know him. Who is he? Do I like it? What does that mean? Oh man, maybe it's James McFoley from work? Holy shit. This guy's a grower and a shower. Do I like it more now? Jesus, I mean, it's a dope dick. Do I want it? Who wouldn't want a dick that looks like that? Do I want to suck it? Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to start putting people's last names on my contacts. No, I've never sucked a dick, but... Well, if I'm being totally honest with myself. Damn it, why'd I tell him that? This James guy is just so easy to talk to. I told him too much. Man, I guess that settles it. Isaac Greenberg is sucking his first dick tonight. Yeah, that, that whole scene's hilarious. I think that might be all the ones I've done. Any more for any more? Actually, I did have Isaac say, we did not kill Jesus. <laughs> I was about to reference the church scene. And he's like, screaming fuck you at the kid. <laughs> <laughs> if we go on to best moment slash scene, the, the runaway scene for me is hands down the number one yeah see it would be the same for me as well it's just that one bit when we first saw it in cinema you heard the notes and you thought you knew what was going to happen and it did it's one of the greatest songs ever made and they've incorporated it into a scene like that yeah, it's very good rapping all the swear words <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's the good. little um, the little shimmy he does across the screen which gets with the megaphone it's like um Cartman in the Your Mum's a Bitch song where he's doing that shimmy across the front as well. 
those feet sideways like a video game character. Mm-hmm. I've got the the church scene as well, which I mean I'm including that when he goes into the the uh, whatever we're calling it with with Jesus and has that conversation with him, and then <laughs> the bit outside, and then when he goes in and when he throws up, all of that's amazing. Yeah, that's what it's tied between between the runaway scene and that for me because. When he's outside talking to the nativities, <laughs> he's just like, I'm just hanging out with Spencer. <laughs> Something to mention with um, the, the runaway scene is that I know Seth Rogen and, and Kanye are friends. Um, they met after Kanye saw Pineapple Express for the first time. And for a start, I don't know if that helped him get a better deal, because I can't imagine getting runaway was cheap when you hear some of the fees we've heard for other songs. And it does bring me back to the bit of trivia that after seeing Pineapple Express, um, Kanye said that in any future biopic, he would like himself to be played by Danny McBride. (laughs) (laughs) He says that's the only way he'll he'll agree to a biopic of himself in the future is if Danny McBride plays Kanye. Brilliant. I would love to see that as well. Yeah, agreed. Your pronunciation of biopic is... Right, biopic. You're, you're <laughs> What's wrong with that? You say biopic. Yeah. Sounds like profile pic. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with profile pic? No, I was in like, if you said, well, I was checking out your biopic just now. Hmm. I think I'm in <laughs> the right This is the latest. This is the next nug- Nuggets and yeah. Love Island. Oh, no, I've had this at work all week, fighting <laughs> my own corner. I'm convinced I'm the only person that knows how to pronounce Nugget. <laughs> Wait, did, in terms of it work though, did it come up by you saying everyone says I say it wrong? No, I, <laughs> we were talking about the world records and I said about the record for 46 uh, Nuggets in three minutes. And like, what? <laughs> I said for, for, 46, 46 Nuggets. No, but it, it's, like, it's like Nuggets, like there's no it. I don't know, but that's how you say it. If anything, it should be nuggets. Oh. But it's not, it's nugget. <laughs> That's so good. It's not nugget, though, is it? Oh. Look, we'll agree to disagree because I'm not backing down on this one. TK, what was your best scene? Yeah, I think, I think you've always picked out the two main ones. I only ones I'm pitching. Every scene with Mr. Green is gold. The ones in the car yeah. and on the rooftop are all just absolute gold. He's a show stealer. I I enjoyed them doing Christmas in Hollis as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was good. Yeah. Sequin at the end was a nice touch. Sequins they chuck out. Also, second film in the bracket to have Christmas in Hollis in it, as it's in the opening scene of Die Hard. Really? It's play, uh, Argyle yeah. puts it on in the car, and John McClane says, come on, man, don't you have any Christmas music? And he says, yeah. this is Christmas music, and he turns it up. Nice. So, there you go. Run DMC. Whose house? Best thing is when me and Connor went to the Rams game and they do that before the game. They say, whose house? Rams <laughs> house. <laughs> so good. Um, Christmas Angel, is it? Uh, I, we know TK's pick is, and it's uh, our little homeless lady. But You're going out to bat for Gillian <laughs> Bamble, and I'm going out to bat for her. I promise you that. Hey, look. She's understanding. She sorts in his little stash for the night. There's an argument. She should be the Christmas angel here. Because Lizzie Kaplan really should be more appreciative. She's a bit of a bitch in this as well. Very snooty. 
I've got some beef with her on the ending as well, but we'll get to that, I'm sure. Yeah, we will. Can it be more contentious than the ending we had to discuss last week? No, no. I, I was thinking, <laughs> I'm, I was getting to that sim- those similar levels of rage for a second. I thought, no, no, can't, no it's not that bad. <laughs> if, if Joseph Gordon-Levitt had said, uh, you know what? Let's have a kid. I'll sort this thing, I'll sort this <laughs> thing out. Then maybe, but. It's not a million miles away from that. That's where my beef lies. So, <laughs> as I said, we, we will cover that. Sean, is uh, is Julian Bell your Christmas angel? She is not, no. Shame. Lizzie Kaplan? It would be Lizzie Kaplan, yeah. Agree, she is a bit annoying in this, but... By default, she's getting it. Yeah. But in isolation would be a rough little phrase to say there. By default... <laughs> She is, yeah. <laughs> um, just trying to see which ones we leave for after. Best side character, Mr. Green? It's going to have to be, isn't it? It's going to be, yeah. Uh, yeah. One of the best side characters of all time. Is, out there. is, is James Franco Rex Ryan in this? Uh, he is kind of essentially playing James Franco. <laughs> Same as NPH and, and Harold and Kumar. And it is a very short cameo, really, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. I mean, pro- probably, yeah. I would refer back to Michael Jordan did make the cut <laughs> in this class. <laughs> we, were, we, were looking for a, we were looking for a candidate there. <laughs> um, you've got a couple of other good side characters in this. You've got Miley, obviously. She, she does her thing when she comes in. You've got the, the limo driver. He's good, yeah. He's quite funny, actually. Did make me really want a Red Bull. <laughs> him, him saying to mellow out the shrooms and Coke with Red Bull, by the way. Your heart <laughs> is not going to be thanking you for Coke and Red Bull at the best of times, let alone with shrooms on top. Rogan is dead if he consumes that <laughs> Red Bull. Can you, can you die from eating too many mushrooms? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Could you? Would it would it be that it, your your brain just goes mental more than you actually just well, dying of? There's an Eminem song about, it, isn't there? So all I'm basing all my there's I mean there's an Eminem song about a lot of things. To be fair. <laughs> yeah. But this, specifically about someone ODing on. Okay. Fortunately, I don't think I'll find myself in that situation as mm. much because I don't want to know what would be going on if I was tripping as much as I really don't like mushrooms. <laughs> Do we have a Scrooge in this that would be our biggest Scrooge? Well, you, it's the the girl on the toilet, isn't it? Whatever her name was. Oh, yeah. Something Grinch is her, is her name. Yeah. It's going to be her, isn't it? Yeah. She's she actually is. in um, Bojack Horseman as well, by the way, for one of you didn't know. Oh. Is she, who, who is she in Bojack Horseman? Penny Carson. All right. Rebecca Grinch, her name is in this. Rebecca Grinch. Right. She was also in, in a TV show called Inside Amy Schumer, which sounds a daunting place to be. Oh, blimey. <laughs> when she references, she references the Sticky Bandits. Is that yeah. who, is that the people in Home Alone? Yeah. In Home Alone 2, are they Sticky Bandits? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I knew they were Wet Bandits in the first one, I just wasn't, I wanted to double check. Yeah, I think... We've got plenty of others to get into, but we'll save it for when we do uh, the run back around for the Christmas party and the comparison. So, synopsis here. When his uptight CEO's sister threatens to shut down his branch, 
the branch manager throws an epic Christmas party in order to land a big client and save the day. But the party gets way out of hand. That's as classic a synopsis as you're ever going to get there, including the ellipsis at the end. <laughs> um, critics reviews then. Office Christmas party is about as sharp as a marble, but it has a sizable heart and more than a few big laughs thanks to an eclectic group of actors. Office Christmas Party doesn't take chances. It never swings for the fences and will be forgotten in six months. But I laughed a lot and walked out of the theatre feeling good. That's what it's all about. Christmas cheer. Office Christmas Party had some funny moments without being incredibly raunchy, which is a nice change from the sausage party mentality. If you look at reviews from 2016, Sausage Party is essentially in every comedy that isn't particularly like they all just say I'm glad it wasn't Sausage Party I'm fucking wasn't Sausage Party <laughs> <laughs> which was weird because I thought Sausage Party was essentially everything it was sold as maybe just turned up a slight knock well, I, that's a classic I case of the critics just... I, but I know people that hated it like that I would think would would like it I just remember it was like your standard kind of film. It was really good. And then at the end, it <laughs> kind of blew your mind. Like, what the <laughs> fuck have I just watched? Um, as R-rated Christmas comedies go, Office Christmas Party is a merrily entertaining holiday feature featuring an all-star cast with a sporadically funny screenplay. Office Christmas Party rolls out joke after joke like an ever-patient Santa with a bottomless bag of toys. Plenty of them don't work, only a Grinch wouldn't crack a smile as the spot as the party devolves into expected chaos. Struggling with my words today. The writers had a plum opportunity to satirise office stereotypes or make a salient point about them. Instead, they went for the low-hanging fruit, expecting <laughs> the audiences would look past the laziness. I, I think that if, if you're going to see a film like this, you know. What... I don't think we needed much more comedy about like office politics and <laughs> getting your work done. Office Christmas Party is a 100-minute cut of an SNL sketch that you'd fast-forward through. <laughs> if you aren't feeling in the Christmas mood, then watch Office Party, and you still won't be. <laughs> wow. Office Christmas Party is yet another wacky entry into the increasingly tedious modern genre known as Big Stupid Party Where Crazy Stuff Happens movie. <laughs> so... Mixed bag, mainly negative. I don't Even the positive doing... reviews were negative. Essentially, what were you going to say, Jack? Because I don't get how it's negative. It's exactly what it says on the tin. It's what you'd expect it to be with that lineup of actors as well. It's yeah. like it's like the new generation of the comedy family that if a few of them are in a few films, you know it's going to be half decent. If if you ask me beforehand what you'd expect to see on IMDb, you're talking a low low six kind of rating. Yeah. If it's higher than that, you're probably expecting they've gone a different way and tried to be like too clever with it or something. So this is just about right. I think as well that it's funny because Jennifer Aniston plays exactly the same character as she is in Horrible Bosses, really. Not as raunchy. Yeah, not as raunchy, no. A bit more straight-laced. Cold <laughs> and mean. Um, in, in terms of the trivia here, there is literally one bit so, um, Carol and Clay's dad appears twice in two separate photographs shown within the film. 
one is a portrait hanging in Clay's office and the other is a Polaroid that Clay keeps on him. If you look, it's very apparent that their dad is actually just Jason Bateman in a blonde wig. <laughs> Which, if you watch back, is very obvious. It is literally him just in a wig. Like, there's no makeup it's done or anything, so... Even if you Google that, I suppose you'll probably see it. And that is all of the trivia there, so... Hopefully yeah, people expected too much more. <laughs> As we said off air, I guess they must have all the crazy stuff that happened. They must have just kept under wraps. It was too crazy to be let out. Or a lot of it wasn't done with the actors on set, and it was kind of added in after. All that, yeah. Um, in 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 place of the trivia, I mean, I've spoken quite fondly previously of my undying love for Olivia Munn, yet to be reciprocated, but. On the off chance here that she does listen, I will be making my case Dragon's Den style in a pitch, and uh, I would ask any of you if you feel that you can help aid my cause with anything to chip in, then uh, feel free. So, first things first, plus point here for her, I don't have many other options, so guaranteed to be faithful. No need to worry about that. Second point here, I spent over 2,000 hours in the last year playing football manager. Very patient, real attention to detail. I am well aware of who would be punching here. Security for you. Won't be getting cheated on. <laughs> Important one here. I know as a celebrity, you've got to be feeling safe. I did take a month of jiu-jitsu classes. I have a world-class jab and a mean check hook. You can feel safe in my company. You settled down with Aaron Rodgers, a man who is clearly very good with his hands. You should know I'm an elite rock-paper-scissors competitor, unbeaten in over 10 years air hockey. These hands are instruments too. And finally, looking back through the track record, I know that looks aren't everything. That's why you settled down with Chris Pine previously. (laughs) So I'm sure she must be a lover of intellectual conversation. And I should note... I was school chess captain back in the day. No, so you weren't. I was chess school chess captain. I led my army into King's School. <laughs> what was the result? We won't talk about the result. <laughs> it's a tough place to go. Yeah, that, that was that was literally Dundalk going to the Camp Nou. <laughs> Dundalk, is that? It's Dundalk. I... What are these pronunciations? They turn it into AJ. Um, I think you mean pronunciation, so... <laughs> um, don't ever tie me with that brush. <laughs> A plus point here is you, you do know the word I am trying to say in some cases. We have had to try and work out if later ones with him. Work backwards. Exactly. Anything you need to add, or do you think uh, that should charm Olivia for all that's needed? You go, champ. I'm leaving all that up to you. Yeah, if she wants a night in with a takeaway, you'll be there. Well, that's, you know. Who else is going to introduce her to Muchachos? I can't believe... Exactly. And I can't believe you're doing your your boy A-Rod dirty, though. Look, I'm sure he'd understand. If you did land Olivia Olivia Munn, what would be the first thing that you'd do in Gloucester? Keep her locked down, because in case she sees anything better. (laughs) So basically, you're saying that you're going to lock her in your house as soon as you get home. No, I'm just going to show her what a great time can be had. I've got a new big TV. 
Got a PlayStation on the way. Spare controller. <laughs> two plenty of two player games. You'll get home from work and she'll be saving over your football manager save. No, we can get one of those rolling saves going. <laughs> you can have first option on my youth prospects. I did see a previous bloke actually, t- Tucker Roberts, who uh, was like the heir to Capcom Throne, I think. Throne, I think it is. So uh, hopefully my wage is going to be enough. <laughs> could be the other way around. She could support me. I'm sure she'll be up for that. Does have little dogs as well? Might not be. A... This might not work after all. <laughs> might not work. <laughs> Olivia, I'll call you. Don't call me. That being said, Olivia Munn does play a sensational role in this film with Jason Bateman, another one who TK actually. I think if we go back to our end of the decade pod. We gave a special shout-out to him for his services through the years. He's a soldier, isn't he? You know, anything you like, he's there. Exactly. I mean, for those that haven't seen Arrested Development, good little easy watch there. Game Night, one of our most revered films of uh, Movie Madness Season 1. Great film. Horror Bosses, great film. Ozark. Ozark shows he's got that other side as well. The change-up with Ryan Reynolds, so... uh, we can we can gloss over that. <laughs> he also did the switch with Jennifer Aniston. Did he sign a deal with Jennifer Aniston? <laughs> I was I was thinking this because he's in a lot of films with her. He's got some he's got some other great ones. I mean, Tropic Thunder we mentioned, Hancock, film that probably hasn't aged well. Couples Retreat with Vince Vaughn. That sounds a belter. I mean. He goes from Juno to smoking aces. This is a man that really can do both, but won't go for his whole IMDb. Back to the task at hand. Rewatchability for Office Christmas Party. What are you thinking? Pretty rewatchable. I don't, I don't think quite as rewatchable as the night before, but I don't think it's a million miles off. Pretty easy watch. Yeah. It's another, another strong cat. I don't, is it as strong as the night before again? Maybe not, but... There's an, well, actually, there's an argument there. You've got Bateman, Aniston, Mann, Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy oh, Buckets. fair if you just had Buckets there, if you were just going with surnames. <laughs> True. Rob Cordry in there, I mean, that's... No. We've yeah. got more crossovers. Forgot, is that between... who... Because I don't know, I still don't know his name, but the bold guy who's in Hot for Time Machine. Is that yes, yes. It? It's yeah. disrespectful you've asked that. You should have IMDB'd it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Karen Sony, who's a dopinder in Deadpool, is in this. You've got Jamie Chung, who shows up, does her thing, and, and does a few buttons and then leaves. <laughs> Gillian Bell in here as well. <laughs> I actually think she's more charming in this one than the other one. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you like a bit of authority in your life, Sean. <laughs> I do, I do. Abby Lee in this is Savannah whose IMDb isn't extensive, but has Mad Max and Office Christmas Party, in which she's essentially there to be looked at in both. She says slightly more in this, but <laughs> that is what she's there for. Two of your favourite films, by Mad Max certainly isn't. <laughs> Crikey. Good thing Keenan's not here. I think this is particularly rewatchable. I think it's more one where you might zone out for the second half more than the third. The first half is very more, the punch count is higher per 
minute or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But it's still an enjoyable second half as well. What, so you didn't uh, recognise like it films. was. You didn't recognise it was Coaster from uh, Project X, TK. I was genuinely spun when you said that. Wait, who's Coaster from Project X? He's one of the guys that um, bullies the guy that plays Dopinder about his fake girlfriend. That is mad. The short no, I fat one. That, is it? <laughs> nah. Sure. If you if you remember in when we mentioned uh, it does all make Cooper, sense now you said it. it yeah in the JB interview he says it's funny now because he's the guy that's making all the jokes about how fat JB is and you check the both of them now and they literally have done like a flip reverse. <laughs> Karma got in bad. Exactly. Um, Which means everyone in our group chat's in a bit of trouble. <laughs> I did say I've got we're about fourteen years away from my peak. <laughs> Best, CC best. Olivia Munn on that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, she'll be getting on then as well, so she should be so lucky. Right, that's that's what I mean. You know, she she's going to be on her way. Her stock's going to be falling. She's got to realise. If she is listening, I do take back me saying, "Don't call me. We can work things out." <laughs> <laughs> Quotes from this one then, as I mentioned, uh, Jamie Chung, Rob Corddry is first kind of inclusion here is. Uh, Making sure Jamie Chung isn't body shamed for having a couple of buttons <laughs> undone. So good. You body shaming him right now? Everything the... he does, he just looks suitably irritated in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> that Mary's line after that is great as well. It's winter, can we put Dancer and Prancer back in that stable? <laughs> she is a great character. It's fucking mental, but a great character. Bob Cordry as well. His laugh has essentially taken him around the world there because all of his characters don't work without that kind of smarmy laugh, but you could only play that role with being an asshole but being likeable at the same time. And it is hard yeah. to pull that off. Yeah, most definitely. He just happens to have found a niche in that role and that is very much what he does now. <laughs> Every single time. <laughs> Alison saying, uh, if I hear you let your stripper girlfriend put my children on a motorcycle one more time, oh, well, Gone Girl, you're so hard. <laughs> Great film, Gone Girl. Mm. Uh, I gained fifteen pounds every winter, so I don't have to wear one. I'm talking about not wearing a coat. <laughs> um, when uh, Olivia Munn opens the pitch, what's the most annoying thing about the internet? What's the most annoying thing about the internet? Emails from your sister. Pictures of people's kids. So expensive. Oh, my son's search history. My mom follows me on Facebook. North Koreans hacking into stuff. Dialogue tone takes forever. So many things. What is this, Shark Tank? People who claim to be time travelers. George Lucas fan fiction. Grumpy Cat. It's like, it's Garfield. My dad's Periscope feed. Fracking? Too many podcasts. Not enough websites. Uber, it's killing the taxi business. Getting catfished by a minor. It's like, now I'm the sex offender. <laughs> WebMD says my son has a tail. And I'm like... Everything's in the Times New Roman. Just kind of change it up, you know? LinkedIn invites. Like YouTube in general. Haters. The lack of Asian male representation in porn. I just want to see myself up there, you know. Self-filth. Decline a letter writing. You Google your name and just a bunch of obituaries of people with your name pop up. Oh, people who can't drive. Wait, what was the question? <laughs> no, I'm not dead. That was just a rumor, although well-founded. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, when he's genuinely irritated, he says... Uh, if I, I thought this was a party. If I want to dick tap Alan, I'm going to dick tap Alan. That's a timeless gag. <laughs> not funny. <laughs> I'll tell you what did get unfunny about that. 
when people used to make the the Bangkok joke as if everyone hadn't heard it a thousand times before hitting you in your downstairs. Probably all the first time you get it, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fred saying, bet you make my brush bet you make me brush my teeth so I don't have any cavities. <laughs> <laughs> That was one of them that is is a gold scene, but I used to think yeah, I used to think it was a myth when people would say like I literally like couldn't watch, (laughs) and you do get with someone that you literally like I don't even want to look at this. The bit when his yeah, the bit when his legs go up. Yes, exactly. (laughs) When he kills his legs, Mary's filing a sexual harassment complaint about herself. Pretended to drop it on the ground so I could bend over and graze his butt with my nose, and I did. So that doesn't seem so bad. I said, if you don't fuck me, Buster, I will ruin you. <laughs> Bateman makes that as well when he's going, oh, there, there's the harassment. <laughs> just with his face on his right, it's just perfect. I laugh when um, when they're on the roof and Rob Claudry comes out and having a piss. He says, uh, your finger wasn't going for a number two, huh? Like, that could have been the alternative <laughs> that situation. It's so hard. Oh, who are they? What do they want? <laughs> so what would people want? They're like, like, ooh, is this UV? Is UV good or bad? I forget. Uh, oh. Well, not for the eyes, it's good. Does it do anything no. here? Probably. Is this for teeth whitening? No. Okay. What about this, right? Everybody gets stressed at work around this time of year. Huh. That could get you a sexual harassment suit. What? Why? Not everyone likes dildos for Christmas. This isn't a dildo, it's a body massager. It could be considered sexual. Why is it like that? Everything here could be considered sexual. Hey, what about this for Alan from Legal? Well, Alan's bald. It's so hard to shop for the bald. Who are they? What do they want? Hair. God, I know I haven't asked for a lot in this life. Granted, I was born rich, white, a man, and straight. Except for that one time in Vegas. But that was (laughs) Vegas. He, he has got some great lines and he's um, talking about his fantasy football I can't even fully remember the quote but he said I'm running a train on this leash <laughs> and papers are, I don't think that means what you're thinking <laughs> the, the Uber the Uber driver says they gave me three stars like a bunch of bit my first night on the job on the old J-O-B it's your first night yeah driving first night driving the old oobs it's a pretty sweet gig though uh, make my own hours you know I could hook you up if you want to be an uber driver i'm good i already have a job thank you very much yeah but you could be ceo of your own car i am a ceo of uber oh my god is this undercover boss is that a camera am i okay are you wearing a disguise no this is not undercover boss i am not the ceo of uber i am the ceo of xenotech please just drive what? no shit i just dropped off like four people there at that party tonight I'm sorry? They gave me three stars like a bunch of bitches. Excuse me, what did you just say? I said they were bitches. No, no, what party? I'm part of your office. Everybody's like, oh, you son of a bitch. Yeah, a bunch of bitches. Can we, can, can, can you just, can you move? Move! <laughs> <laughs> I've said that in my head throughout the year, just like whenever I just hear the name, whenever I just hear someone say bitches. Um... It's Christmas, we should celebrate this, so just get a little get-together for the employees, have a few drinks, blow off a little steam, nothing too crazy. And the, if you're going to have intercourse tonight, please do not do it on company property. <laughs> <laughs> I think Keenan could have done a good little job at uh, 
that noise Tracy Morgan keeps making as the DJ. I did Agreed. have that down as a quote. But I didn't know how to write that out. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did you did you spell it? I'm interested to see how you spelled it. If you did, <laughs> no, I didn't spell it. <laughs> I think I'd spell it. Wow. F W O W. Probably start with that. When he turns up as the DJ, you know that looks just like him. <laughs> and then um, there's another cubicle, cubicle section. That one seems a bit more glamorous than him. Yeah, he's in there with a bunch of different people. Yeah, when he was there's a reindeer in the first one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia Munn was a little too sensitive there for Jason Bateman just not turning down the job. Yeah, that's that's crazy, isn't it? Like, he just wants a bit of security. She's going, oh, you're too safe. Oh, for double my wages? Yeah, that's too safe. <laughs> what am I like? When he's speeding, go about to do the jump. You know, I'm sorry I said you were too safe. He's like, I'm sorry, I've got to do this. Jennifer Aniston uh, knocking the wheel out of his hands. Like, that's so much safer. That's a lot better. <laughs> when she says, I'm not dying for this, and while putting her in a massive spin and nearly killing her brother. A 90 mile an hour crash that should have killed them all. Yeah, I can have, you can kind of see how their car people survive. But like, in what world is <laughs> yeah. anyone alive in that car? They are toast. Uh, when Clay's on the mic and he's doing the when I say H, you say R. <laughs> and then obviously that changes into when I say Xena, you say T. It really is. It's, it's great, that whole thing. I don't know why they were complaining about the genre of parties gone bad. As if we're all tuning in to see parties go great yeah everyone's had a really good night they go home at a reasonable everyone got home safe (laughs) yeah they all get up for the morning meet in the next day or I feel like they're saying like there's not much plot but we all hope for like a subplot (laughs) (laughs) Project X only JB Coaster Dax and Kirby turn up they turn the lights (laughs) off at 10 (laughs) neighbour comes and says can you turn it down a bit yeah that's not a problem that's fair alright Give Mal Teller a ring and he's not coming to your party. I've got a much better option. <laughs> Plus, we can all live through them. We could have done with a bit of What did you say, Jack? I was just saying we can all live through them now, knowing that we can't have an office. <laughs> I know it's Christmas, uh, Sean. This is something here. You know it's a bad time when Mustafi's captain Arsenal and Ben Davis is captain in Spurs. <laughs> rough time all around here. That is a rough time. That's, that screams Thursday night, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, with with Office Christmas Party, I think if I'd read it and the party does take a spin to be outside and you have the tracking down of the pimp, you would think that maybe they're trying to do the hangover where it's a little too far of the this going wrong. But it does work out quite well because it's still kind of kept fairly close-knit. They're not introducing like another 10, 20 characters. It's not like it's a big plot on the side. No, it's the same with Jason Bateman's films, really, isn't it? It's like horrible bodies like this, where it's very hectic, a lot going on, with not a lot happening. But what does happen, it's great and entertaining. So you kind of forget that it's basically just an office party. <laughs> as, as far as um, pimps go, she seems to be fairly well organised. I would imagine if if you are a pimp. Carrying a gun with you probably isn't that outrageous. You probably should be carrying one. Yeah. You shouldn't, like, shouldn't millinize it. If I was, 
engaging in those activities in America, I would fully expect of him to have a gun. It's one of them, like, where we say allegedly for streaming sports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of those in there. You know where Jack's Christmas bonus is going this week. <laughs> Christmas what? <laughs> Christmas bonus. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly said Christmas boner in Port Bear, aren't it? Um, what's the best moment slash scene here for you? Um, I think when all hell breaks loose in the copying room where they 3D print that guy's gun. That was fucking hilarious. Because, <laughs> like, when I think of having a 3D printer or using a 3D printer, it's only for bad things. I would never use it for its proper use. <laughs> uh, I'd love to just 3D print something. That, that smash when um, he sits on the photocopier could have been the one man one jar sequel if he wasn't careful he oh, gets away oh, from that fairly yeah. easily oh god and he comes in and says there's a human centipede thing going on <laughs> 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 so, so. I think I think my favourite scene would either be that first meeting at the start where they're doing the wink they're doing the winking but it's been one of those pods where I feel that was going to produce someone making a joke but they're doing the wink, the winking around with. We basically turned into a carry on. <laughs> and uh, what's her name? Uh, she she farts in the interview. In the say the meeting, sorry, just everything about it. Yeah, I hate tension. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's dropping bombs when they're in the uh, car chase as well. <laughs> Either oh, that it- or. Um, when the DJ first kind of turns up. <laughs> yeah, HR goes over. Go on, TK. Uh, potentially, obviously a very small bit, then Walter does try and swing across. His initial fall is hilarious. Um, <laughs> I cringe I, at that when he falls. I mean, that is death. There's no two ways about it. That, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's, there's no getting out of that one. I would, I was thinking probably with the final office scene where you got Jesus going through on a horse, you've got Corey <laughs> on the throne of a baby in his hands, the vending machine going out the window, security woman just tasing anyone that comes in her sight. So that probably sums up the film that well. You've got to feel sorry for the uh, chap that brings uh, Savannah to the party. He pays what two grand for the night. This bloke goes <laughs> in the toilets, pays forty dollars, and you have his underwear in there. <laughs> She needs to work on her pricing structure. <laughs> it should have been the, the way around. That should have been the 40 for him for like your car boot sale deposit. That chap who comes out all sweaty, she probably could have charged him the two grand. And I feel that was a lot harder work. I mean, they also look at it the wrong way, I feel, because the bloke, for all he knows, that is his girlfriend, and he's just accepted a handjob for the sake of 40 quid off <laughs> I know they abuse him, but he's probably supposed to be their mate. Hey, he apologises after. He has a rough night as well, that guy. He gets hit by a car as well. And then gets pied before. I think she just saves his bacon, really. And like, yeah. You know what? I don't think it's ever a plus thing for a bloke where when a bird says, like, fuck it, and then does it. Like, that's not giving you much confidence. Yeah, your self-esteem's low enough that you just, oh, right, <laughs> fine. Is there an argument he has a rougher night than everyone? <laughs> I think... I mean, Walter does have a pretty rough night here, but he seems to enjoy it. Um, Jack, what's the best moment slash scene for you? 
Well, I had the copy room pronouns, one of my favourite ones. Oh, yeah. Um, the car scene, basically, where she's got the gun to his head. He's like, that's not going to work. <laughs> Maybe you should start a podcast. Of, I forgot the name of Savannah or something. Savannah says yeah. stupid things out loud. <laughs> all of the lines in that are brilliant. Are you sure? Um, yeah, I think mine's, mine's probably the DJ. The bit when the DJ first turns up. I do like, I do quite like, it's only short, but the scene where, um, um, Bateman and Clay are in the shop. And then, yeah. Uh, there's obviously like the dildo scene and then where they're fighting <laughs> with the, the guns and then the tree falls down. And that's what they say about the bow guy as well, isn't it? That yeah. You mentioned and it. yeah, yeah. That's the that bow guy. early on, they're, they're really setting it out there, aren't they? Like you said, a lot. Who are your picks for Christmas Angel here? Morally, I'm not sure Savannah can get this. Def- definitely not. Sean's voting Jennifer Aniston, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Who are you picking? Gillian Bell? You didn't <laughs> say she charmed you. Uh, Olivia Munn is a lock. You keep your hands off. Yeah, look at that. You've, you've forgotten your lawyers are Gillian Bell pretty swift, aren't you, Byron? <laughs> I'll see you. I mean, the loyalty wasn't so much there, so I thought it was disrespectful comparing her to your bird. And she is your bird, because no one else backed you up. That's how it works. Listen, I, I don't mind going out on a limb on the pod, it's fine. Is, is, um, I'll try to think who your Christmas angel could be in this one. The security guard? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it is Olivia Mine, isn't it? An angel. She really is an angel in this. She's, uh, at first, you think, you know, when, she locks Bateman out of the office. She thinks she could be a bit of a bitch here, but she, you know what? No, no, it's a lovely woman. The, the downside for when uh, anyone does bring her home to meet their parents, if you if you Google her name, there is that gif of on some Saturday night show. Well, she knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. And they've essentially just got her seen as many sausages as she can fit in her mouth at once. Jeez. Well, good first impression. Does fit an awful lot in there, though. A takeaway, a takeaway out of this as well is just the size of Jimmy Butler. Like, <laughs> I, didn't know, I did not know where we were going then. <laughs> I do wonder. Again, it's just one of those things when you watch him on a basketball court when he's obviously surrounded by people who, most of them, are probably taller or around the same, then he looks kind of average. But then when you put him in a room with in. a bunch of normal people, then it's just ridiculous. There's I mean, no bigger case life. of that than with Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, his is a weird one, isn't it? When you put him next to a normal <laughs> person, you realise, oh no, he's quite, actually quite tall. I remember seeing a picture of him next to like Canelo, and he just looked massive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how I weird was that? Like Jimmy Butler walking around in normal life, and everyone's just like, ah, <laughs> yeah. A Jason Bateman, Jimmy Butler love clash, as we as he thought we had at the start of this. That could be a great film. I tell you what, Bateman nailed the. Uh, how overawed you would feel. His face was just so perfect. How <laughs> out of your depth you would feel in, in that competition. For him doing the, so uh, how do you know Jimmy Butler? <laughs> um, biggest Scrooge has got to be Jennifer Aniston, hasn't it, in this case? Yeah. Or the pimp, yeah. but even then, Jennifer Aniston is more Scroogey than a Yeah, because the pimp, like, She's, not hating she's got multiple personality disorders, so she's, <laughs> she's quite nice. Best side character in this one? Rob Corddry? The, the uh, health and safety lady? Probably the HR. Is, I was going to say, is she a side yeah. character? Because she's in it a lot. 
Yeah. I'd still say so. I'd probably say Clay, Jennifer Aniston, Olivia Munn, and Jason Bateman as being your main characters. Although she is in the car at the end, though. Yeah, she's in a lot of... Uh, Rob Caudry's in the car at the end as well. What'd you say? Rob Caudry's in the car at the end as well. When they all go away for breakfast. Uh, no, I'm for, um, I mean, uh, sorry, I meant the car, like when they're going to the bridge, when they yeah. go to get yeah, Kramer. Yeah. I'd say she's borderline because if you think when we did, say, Pineapple Express, and I know it's a bit more obvious who the main characters are, we, we had like Red as a side character rather than just being like Matheson. And they're probably in similar amounts. Yeah. I think potentially with Red, I think, for example, a lot of them seem to like sort of come and go, whereas Mary seems to be in it for a sustained sort of long period of the film. Uh, essentially, the dilemma I'm at here is that, that Mary is a great character, so if I'm having her, I've probably got to give it her, but I do obviously prefer Rob Corbin. I think you've got to show some loyalty as well. <laughs> All right, so. That's... Hey, you just cursed me for not picking Gillian Bell as my Christmas angel. Just... Two minutes later, you're willing to kick Rob Caudry to the curb completely. <laughs> I'm just saying, you said it with a lot of chest, and that chest seemed to shrink when this film came on. That was all. <laughs> you'll pick your battles. Gillian Bell wouldn't want that smoke with Olivia Munn. She probably would fancy herself against this woman whose name we aren't sure of. Who <laughs> we've disrespected you. <laughs> <laughs> probably better we don't know her name then. No algorithms can pick it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Jack, who's your best side character? See, I'm HR lady, but you're right. She does seem to be in it quite a lot. I would say the film is just kind of... I don't think her name's anywhere near the the poster. I'm in agreement with you that those four are are the main ones. So she's kind of, I'd say, probably top of the pile of the side characters in that case. Yeah, if not... Just more screen time than Rob. If not, I'd definitely... (laughs) (laughs) Well, if we do the comparisons then because there's plenty to get into there and uh, we've got things like the ending which we'll get into with both of them and that kind of thing so first things first Sean which did you prefer I've I've gone night before on this one but I do think possibly more than than the rest of you I do think it's really close with these films and a lot of these categories Um, but I've gone night before just about well, we are going to you first again because I know you can be easily swayed. So there we go, Jack. Which it's not did you fair. Prefer? I want to be. You need to. You need to spread it out. You got to mix it up. It's going to be night, night before for me. Just the tradition side of things. It's not Christmas until I've seen that film. <laughs> it's the night before for me too, but that, that's no slight on uh, Office Christmas Party. Yeah, but I I like TK. What about you? Yeah, good matchup. Sean said we'll come on to the other ones. I think there's a lot of close categories here, but night before edges it. Rewatchability. Did anyone think Office Christmas Party was more rewatchable? No, no oh. another narrow loss for. Uh... No, but only just. Yeah. All right, Sean. Back to you. Which film has the best quote? Um, for me, it's Office Christmas Party. Any standout? Um. There's either two, to be honest. I can give it to you. It's either the it's so hard to shop for the bold. Who are they? What do they want? <laughs> or the uh, I bet you make my bet you make me brush my teeth so I don't have any cavity. TK, what which one is it for you? I I would go with Office Christmas Party, and I think they've got a they've got a few contenders in there. 
I'm not sure if we actually mentioned this one, but um, Clay says, my sister doesn't fuck me, I fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be the best. When he finds that graffiti in Jason Bateman says, that could be a different Clay and Carol. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, not only is that rape, it's incest too. <laughs> this person is evil. <laughs> Jack, which, which is it for you? I'm going night before probably calling his baby a cunt is probably enough to win it. Yeah, I'm for the night before as well. And uh, it is between him saying, you knew uh, his uh, world's smallest cock mug. (laughs) Or um, check myself before what? (laughs) Our first time. Um, TK, best moment slash scene? Uh, I think as, as you guys touched on in the night before, the two main scenes in there, I'll, I'll go with the uh, the church scene in the night before. That obviously ends with, well, it starts with him tripping balls with the nativity and ends up with him throwing up in the church, I think. That's Pissing a, at a baby. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty uh, big scene, that. I loved uh, a lot of this time around. Him, he says, like, what kind of church is it? And they, they say, uh, Christian or whatever. He's... he's Let's say a hallelujah. That's not that kind of church. At least I didn't know I'm Jewish. Is that the jump? <laughs> um, Sean, which is it for you? Uh, it's the same, the church scene. Jack? Church scene. And it's the runaway scene for me. Sean, who is your MVP? I haven't got anyone down for this one yet. I was going to see what the crowd thinks. Well, that's where we're going to you first. Um... What are the rules today for this one, Sean? Um, I mean, you change them each time. Who is the MVP? That's what I'm asking you. I think I'll go. I forgot the character's name. Now. I'll go for um. I'll go for Joseph Gordon-Levitt in uh. In like Ethan. Before. Ethan, yeah. So I'll go for Ethan. TK, who's your MVP? This is a brutal one this time. I'm half tempted to say Clay. Oh, <laughs> I was just thinking that after I said oh, it as well. I think he does drive that film. I'm going to go with him. I'm going with Jason Bateman. I did have Bateman in my head as well. That's it's felt like the more sensible choice. What about you, Jack? Um, I'm going. And this is a bit out of left field, but I'm going with Mr. Green. <laughs> he, does, oh, wow. he does keep things going smoothly. He does, because without him, he gets everyone back on track. It's his party. He's the MVP in my show. Sean, across both films, who's your Christmas angel? Olivia Munn. TK? Olivia Munn, and I don't like um, turning down Lizzie Kaplan, but <laughs> on this on this occasion, I'll have to. If she was a better character in this, actually, I could pick it. I could be yeah. swayed. Yeah. But she's a, she's a bit of a bitch in this. Olivia Munn is more of a dime than Lizzie Kaplan still, so the character isn't helping too much, I don't think. No, but that's, that's what I mean. If she could... Had a good character, she could elevate herself where it's a bit more of a battle than it is currently. But I think Lizzie Kaplan's a bit more wife. Well, just because of that gift. Would you say she's more attainable? And I'd say that as well, yeah. I'm going to say again now, Gillian Bell versus TK's Bird in the night before is a closer matchup than Olivia Munn and Lizzie Kaplan. <laughs> that is outrageous. <laughs> can you hear that? That's, that's my chest you can hear. Thank God for that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Before you get really excited about Julian Bell. 
Jack, who's your Christmas angel? I'm going to have to go with... It's going to have to be Olivia Munn, isn't it? Just for what she actually does for Christmas. I did wonder what you'd say. I remember us asking a similar question before one of the normal pods and you said you couldn't answer due to the fact that you had a missus. <laughs> afraid. Yeah, but I'm going along the ethical. Yeah. She's my ethical angel. She saved the internet. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone needs that at Christmas. Uh, biggest Scrooge. Is it a the woman with the surname the Grinch? Yeah, Come on, Jack, sorry. It's the Grinch yeah. from the night before. I think it's Jennifer Aniston. She's my pick here. Yeah, I, I think so. She comes she's, round to the idea, though, doesn't she? At the end of it, she tolerates. I think she's a bigger character, as, obviously, as well. But she's a bigger, she has a bigger role. Sean. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you're being serious there or not. <laughs> this is why I go to you first. Like, keep you awake. <laughs> um, those two bottles have done him in. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got this down as a category. No, I, I, I quite it like it. It was added in week one. Which I'm, I'm you are shocked. week one. I'm still shocked. That's the only one yet to show up for a Christmas pod. <laughs> well, it's not on It's not on the scorecard that you sent over to me, so that's why. Um, but I would go on the no, I would be a night before and, and Aniston. The night before I mean, and sorry, Aniston. Office Christmas party and Aniston. Jesus. <laughs> Do you need to go and have a lie down? <laughs> <laughs> Get yourself some wireless headphones and you can have a lie down while you do the pod. <laughs> it drift off mid-pod. Hear us breathing halfway through. <laughs> so, best side character is up next and I guess it's, the consensus picks here it, were... Surely. Mis- well, we have Mr. Green against the HR lady were the two um, lead contenders coming into this. Jack, I'm saying the HR... For you? I'm saying HR lady is the main character. That's why I'm going Mr. Green. I probably still would go Green at your boy anyway. But... Complains about not wanting to go first. I asked Jack first. <laughs> and he goes first. <laughs> Who's yeah, your I'm pick, going, Jack? I'm going Mr. Green. Um, yeah, Mr. Green, just purely because he's my MVP as well. So he really knocks it. <laughs> TK? Yeah, I didn't pick him as MVP because I wanted to pick him for this. So I've got to go with Mr. Green, really. Uh, but that is a that is a great battle. Him against uh, yeah. him against HR Lady or against Rob Corddry would be an epic battle. It's this it's testament to the strength of the Mr. Green character. You had those boundaries there. Jack's come in and said there are no rules, <laughs> which there aren't really. No, no, there really aren't. Relatability. Which film do you relate more to, Sean? <laughs> um, I don't know. It's a tough one. They're both quite relatable. They've been on. Office Christmas parties and have been out on the night before Christmas, so. <laughs> um, probably the night before. I guarantee you, Christmas Day two years ago, I felt worse than any character from either <laughs> of these two films. But the night before will be my, uh, will be my pick. What about you, Jack? Yeah, the night before, I think you go out with your mates and you have like a moment of clarity. It's not usually as good as the night before. <laughs> not usually. Yeah. Yeah, it's not usually. Depends what year. Right, it's usually ends in a kebab at four thirty in the morning, knowing that you've ruined everyone's Christmas. You get in, you you put your key in the door. The dog is fucking mental. You've woken everyone in the house. The, what? I said dog is going mental. It sounded like doggers, didn't it? Yeah. No, the dog is going mental. 
<laughs> Car park over the road. The dog is a ghost man. That's Christmas parties. Him, Stan Collymore. <laughs> the air balloon. <laughs> what? It's Jack just seagulless. Just whacking people. <laughs> We're accusing you of being a dog here, Jack. That's what's going on. And I'm acu- yeah, no, I'm not going to say anymore. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> Alright. Did, did I get your pick, TK? No, you didn't. I'll, I'll go with Nightfall. Because strangely, it's kind of less far fetched this film than not this Christmas party <laughs> yeah. in a weird way. So I'll go with that. I, I, I would love to have a trash the place. The place that rhymes with the range. That would be <laughs> spectacular, wouldn't it? But I think you can relate to like chasing that great party as well. Can't you? What yeah, would be going on in them third floor toilets, TK? Sheesh. Yeah, that used yeah. to be a treat going up to the third floor. Yeah, I'd be. I'd feel kind of bad. That's quite a quaint uh, place <laughs> of solitude up there. I'd, I'd feel kind of bad desecrating. I'll say you'd find your reindeer. Sean, back to you. <laughs> Who overcomes more to save Christmas? Um, probably go for the night before on this. They overcome more on the night before. <laughs> yeah, actually, when I'm thinking about it, he smokes, so, he smokes, <laughs> he smokes, a, bit, he smokes a bit of weed. There's a little wonder around. <laughs> the, the, the office Christmas party, I, I mean, I don't want to put the answer in your mouth. They literally go head to head with a pimp and some angry <laughs> Russians. I actually forgot and took out the whole pimp aspect of it. I was just thinking <laughs> yeah. about them getting the, getting the money from the investment. But uh, yeah, yeah, it is office Christmas party. That sounds like you on your last lad's holiday as well. Took the whole pimp. Pimp part out of situation. <laughs> Jack, what do you think? Whoever comes, ago, <laughs> whoever comes more to save Christmas. I think it's, yeah, you're going to have to give it to his Christmas party. The bridge jump alone. <laughs> that's a lot to overcome. And the fact that to save everyone's Christmas, they have to reinvent the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and they managed to do it. Whilst after a mental party all night long, she suddenly realises, oh shit, this is the code, as she waits in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, let's not forget Sean said the night before, with Chester. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, which film fills you with more Christmas spirit? Night before, without a doubt. Like I said, it's not Christmas until I've watched that film. Sean? Yeah, night before is just more Christmassy as well, I think. Especially from a spirit point of view. CK? Yeah, yeah, agreed for the uh, the above reasons. And basically, um, Gordon Mellon basically spends the whole film basically talking about friendship, etc., which I guess is all <laughs> seeing nice and warm and stuff, isn't it? Good, good clash, this is. Um, best soundtrack. I'll go on the record now. Runaway wins it alone for the night before for me. Oh, no. I I went into this thinking that, but then Office Christmas Party has quite a few bangers as well. It does, it does. And I, I think it probably has more more bangers than Night Before has, but Runaway is probably the best one out of all of them. Still going for Office Party on the basis of the amount rather than just the one song. Quantity over quality for you? Yeah. yeah. TK? Yeah, I've gone for the, the depth of um, Office Christmas Party. You do sneak some Tupac in there. Dear Mama, in the scene, which I'm sure we all know. Jack, what's the pick for you here? 
I'm going night before, definitely. Thinking yeah. about it. it has to be for that scene for the runaway. In um Office Christmas Party they they do bring back that Sean Kingston uh, sleep yeah. all day party all night song. Yeah, they've got like I haven't heard that Mr. Jetski himself. <laughs> I haven't heard it since the end of the us and that's neat where it needs to stay. I feel like that should be in Project X. A bit too lighthearted for Project X, I think. <laughs> yeah. And they end it with um, Neo and Pitbull, Time of Our Lives, which is a classic movie credits kind of song, just when right. you hear it. Which film has the best tree? It's actually a good matchup here. You got the one they go and visit at the start of the night before, and the one they knock over in um, Office Christmas Party. I think uh, with, the, with the night before, they actually had the tree at the Rockefeller Center, so it's hard to beat that. I agree with you. Does Sean? Yeah, I do agree. It is tough to beat that one. TK? Oh, I, I don't know if that should, should that be allowed, though. What, is it? What, do you mean, what should it be allowed? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, it's not their tree. It's, it's a bit of a dodgy one, isn't it? Exactly. It's not their tree. The category was literally made for that tree. <laughs> I, th- I thought it might have been. Yeah, Watch I'll... the trailer to get me uh, hyped up here. Oh, yeah. In fact, if it was Home Alone 2, we'd... Sean, we'll stick with you. Yeah. Originality. <laughs> I don't really know how to answer this one. <laughs> Why? Remember, I would say are especially original. But? Um, maybe, I've... maybe Night Before. I'm Maybe going, or is is that your? Pick? Well, I'm going. That's go. That's going to be my answer. Yeah, but I don't really have a reason <laughs> for it. <laughs> what about you, TK? Yeah, I think just about night before. I think in two relatively unoriginal ideas, it's slightly more original. It's kind of Rogan does Christmas, so I guess it's his own thing. <laughs> um, Jack. Yeah, agree for that. That's the best way to put it for TK. Bigger impact. Okay. Do you want me to use by the figures? I can well, I, I'm just going to say, I'd be curious to know what the numbers are because I feel like the night before had a bigger impact, but I don't think. Like, I, this I, is the kind I of podcast we are. We're giving you numbers. Numbers. And analytical breakdowns. So. Can't expect the goals or something in it. <laughs> X, XG for the. <laughs> <laughs> They're All really right, outperforming so, XG this year. So one did double the other. So. One of them got grossed 114,500,000 worldwide. The other, 52,395,000. Which do you think is which? I reckon the Christmas party looked like it had a bigger... Yeah. Got Bateman and Alistair in there. One's got 114 million, one's 52. And that is what they made or what their budget was? What they made, what what they they grossed. Yeah, I reckon Office Christmas Party made more. Yeah, the name's probably character. You'd be correct. Mm. But Office Christmas Party did have double the budget to get double the return, so right. they put the money where the mouth was. Yeah, it's like when you put 50 quid on the favourite chart. Never do that. <laughs> <laughs> Which film has the better ending? TK. So my beef with the night before is that obviously Lizzie Kaplan is raging with him that he's proposed on this thing, turns him down obviously, which is a sensible thing to do. 
But then when he turns up on a doorstep and essentially says the same thing, just reworded, she's like, yeah, you know what? I think we're going to make a go at this. <laughs> Start talking to my kids and stuff. Oh, maybe he's being serious. I'll, I'll go on. We'll go with it. Miley as a hype man worked against him. Yeah. Or did, get, yeah, yeah. did that get him in the door? Yeah, I think, I think that was. I don't think it. he gets... Yeah, he doesn't get where he was without that. So is Miley the MVP? <laughs> I mean, my answer's off this Christmas party. Who do you think's fitter, Miley Cyrus and Lizzie Kaplan? Harper. Miley Cyrus is a bit of Harper, I'm telling you. <laughs> Lizzie Kaplan. Well, I am shook that Lizzie Kaplan was with Matthew Perry for years. <laughs> what? Wow. Really? <laughs> yeah. That does seem crazy, right? But like, how long was it? Yeah, from 2006 to 2012. Oh, is there more of an age gap in there? Like, like, well, I think I've seen some pictures of them together and it, it looks odd. I feel like it looks like they've been cast together. Right. It's a good yeah. 12, 13 years. Yeah, I was, I was thinking, I was thinking, am I overestimating this? There must be an age gap. They would be a problem couple, I feel. I feel like they'd be, you wouldn't want to close the door there. There'd be rows all over the shop. <laughs> Do you think she said to him, I've had enough of boys and I want a man now? And then Matthew Perry stepped in. That, that probably is exactly that. Just Good for someone that doesn't want any line like that. Go out with another famous person. Just in her current bloke, he's a bit samey looking. <laughs> Younger though. You got a little shuffle around there, Sean? No. If I had put my money on a wrestler, you'd be, <laughs> you'd be the one I'd put my money on. You put your money on a wrestler a few yeah. times as well. The only wrestlers you've had recently are the burger kind. No, I told you I had the sausage McMuffin one. Was it good? It wasn't bad. Didn't look good. very appetising. <laughs> and the best thing about a wrestlers is, is is that damn burger sauce. It's so good. The, the night before, as has. Is the night before the better ending? I'll go off this Christmas party. I was I was surprisingly charmed by uh, that last scene outside the hospital yesterday yeah that being said the the brother and sister do hate each other and she runs him off the road and suddenly they're sound <laughs> she actually gets on better with everyone after her building has been like burned down to the ground <laughs> so there's enough of, there's an issue of both endings there Sean which end did you prefer I said office Christmas party yeah it's a Jack, what about you? It's difficult because I'm so loyal to uh, <laughs> the night before, but I think I, I think I actually have to probably have to go with the office Christmas party. Weirdly, although it's a very tight call, I'm not saying it trounces it. I'm just saying maybe it's because <laughs> I've right, seen the we're ending. not questioning your loyalty. Yeah, maybe it's because I've seen the ending to it so many times now. Maybe this one because it was new and exciting. I think that's what it is. Jack's birds heard him talk about the Christmas angel and now he's saying, I'm just very loyal. I'm very loyal. That's what's happening. <laughs> Chemistry. It's got to be the night before, hasn't it? Yeah. Unless you're putting that Jason Bateman, Olivia Munn. Jason Bateman, Jennifer Aniston chemistry. chemistry. Yeah, I, didn't, I don't look at Jason Bateman and Olivia Munn like I do uh, Lizzie Kaplan and Matthew Perry now I've seen that. She probably couldn't believe her luck. I mean, being opposite Joseph Gordon-Levitt then here. But are you picking off this Christmas party, Sean? You kind of keep starting a point and then <laughs> fading away. Uh, yeah, no, I was just saying it, it, it's tough because 
chemistry is good in I think in both films. Um, I think I will go for I will go for Office Christmas Party though and, and Bateman. A little reunion with uh, Lizzie Kaplan and Rob Corddry from Hot Tub Time Machine going into Office Christmas Party. Mm. TK, which do you think has the better chemistry? I was just thinking, Sean's doing the like Leticia though, isn't he? Where he'll go like, I'm not saying this. Some would argue this. <laughs> Some would say Oscar's <laughs> right. I'm, I'm saying like four, but it's there. Uh, look into it, yeah. I'll, I'll go with I'll go with like this kind of the cornerstone on any Rogan film seems to be the chemistry between the main characters, isn't it? It's definitely yeah. the case on. That. Are you night before Jack? Yeah, you got it. It actually ended 9-5 in the end, not as close as I thought. 9-5 to the night before. A respectable contest, I think. Yeah, we've, we've had some very wide ones. Last couple of things to go over then. Real star of the film in The Night Before. Mr. Green. Good? Mr. Green isn't the real star of the film, is he? Come on. <laughs> He's a show-stealer. Jack's MVP. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean... He's a, he's a worthy consideration, but I'm not sure he steals it from Seth Rogen. Probably would. If the cast sw- works best. Um, probably off this Christmas party, I think. I think you could still do that. But, uh, yeah, night, before, night before is probably a bit... I don't know if it has the same effect. Hey, you get you get Bateman, you get Clay and Rob Corddry during the night before. Don't you worry, you've got a great film there. I kind of want to see that now you said it. Uh, yeah. I wasn't even thinking about it. You never are. You never bloody are. What do you think? Do you think you, if it's so on this Christmas is party, man, do you is think... Man, is man playing um, Kaplan's role? You'd think. Do you think James Franco goes across into Rob Corddry's role? <laughs> yeah, probably. Pretty much. And, and that takes on a whole different dynamic, to be honest. <laughs> well, actually, James Franco would probably be um, Walter. Maybe. I feel like he wouldn't need any... Neg- you know, they had to negotiate Walter into this. I don't think he would need much <laughs> or, negotiating. Or, or Mr. Green could be Walter. That's a good shout, actually. Could you imagine um, Franco, just my... after the heat he was getting, he comes in with Cordra's line, are you body shaming us? Oh, not now, James. <laughs> not now. <laughs> Michael Shannon as Walter Davis is... Him off his head, it sounds a terrifying thought, Michael Shannon. <laughs> Do you still see him as his character in Boardwalk Empire, Sean? I do, yeah. And that, that is sometimes really hard to look at. Because that's just distinct he is and the character he is. And that. If that guy had... drunk at a party, you'd be terrified. <laughs> We've got two high-profile Rex Ryan Hall of Fame inductees in Jimmy Butler and Miley Cyrus. And we included James Franco as well, didn't we? So three inductees. How many people on. are in the, the Christmas? I've just kind of tagged it on to... Uh, Season two, so oh, okay. you'll get the big graphic at the end. Maybe I'll do a smaller one. See how we go. Um, you know, it, it needs a bit of star power to you because um, the action movie one, we're struggling with some of that. <laughs> <laughs> two Chicago Bulls. Yeah, yeah we got former. we got them. We've got the guy from Lincoln Park. Uh, I think that's. I mean, we've got what's his name, uh, Richard Branson in from Casino Royale. So it's, it's it's a rough start to this one. Yeah. Hey, and it then shouldn't finally, be easy to get into a Hall of Fame, though. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be. But when I've got a certain amount of spaces to fill up on the graphic, I don't really <laughs> want to have to resize it, so it's got a bit more lenient. <laughs> we have got a cardboard cut out in there. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest Christmas miracle. Like I said, 
reinventing the internet is pretty <laughs> pretty high up on the list. No one dying at the Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have that confirmed. I suppose. The baby guy not being locked up by the end of it, he's done well. <laughs> a lesser man would have made a hard drive joke, but I'm not that guy. So Bateman winning Olivia Mudd back over seems pretty miraculous. Having one crack at that is something. Having a second go is, seems pretty incredible. Hey, Jason Bateman's Jason Bateman. He is, but look, she knows Jimmy Butler. <laughs> yeah, to be fair. He's gone from filming this to his swine of a wife in Ozark. He didn't know how lucky he was filming the Elfish Christmas oh, party. A piss boiler of a woman. Real piece of work. Make Skylar White look reasonable. <laughs> yeah, worse than... That might be too far. I really did hate her. It says a lot about both women that these men can do awful, awful things, but they're still, <laughs> they still, you, you go home and you think, God, I feel for them. They're having a tough time at home. Hey, I'm sure we all know people that have done worse and got home afterwards. We know people who are worse than Walter White. That's <laughs> quite something to admit. <laughs> At least he was making money out of it. There's at least some way of justifying it. <laughs> okay. Our man from Step Brothers would say that they're the people we know are doing it for shits and gigs. <laughs> but anyway, before we incriminate anyone, <laughs> anything else to add? We've got one more week to give everyone the best Christmas possible via Spitballing Pod. Pressure. I will. I will say actually. Um, if you have a check of our YouTube channels right now, then you'll see several Christmas-themed interviews. We've got an interview with Brett Kelly from Bad Santa, which actually dropped yesterday. We had an interview that dropped earlier in the week with Todd Strauss-Shelson, the director of Harold and Kumar Christmas. And we dropped an interview with Devin Rattray from Home Alone. So three bits of Christmas goodness there. On the 14th, we've got an interview with Jeremiah Chechuk, the director of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And on December 17th, we have Devereux Cephas White in one of the most bizarre interviews you're ever likely to see. So <laughs> keep your eyes peeled for that. And then, I mean, we can say it now to get things started for the new year. The second the clock ticks on to 2021, don't worry about a Christmas party, a New Year's party. You can't do that. Sit in front of your TV. We've got into the director of John Wick. What a better way to welcome in the new year. <laughs> I assume that's how you'll be spending your New Year's Eve, Jack. Watching that back. Yeah, definitely. I think it probably is. <laughs> exactly. It's sad as it is. Hey, something sad about that. So anyway, thanks again for listening to our edition of Movie Madness. We'll be back next week with Elf Against Bad Santa. See you then. <laughs>